We didn't mention this this morning in the announcements of the day as it was to unfold, but um, as we go through our retreat, we're also, as you know, sharing the all four of these divine abodes, these heavenly states, and uh, metta being the first and kind of the going to say the main one, metta, it's not really the main one, but it means all kinds of friendliness. The second is, as we were experiencing for the last couple of days, friendliness in face of difficulty, which moves ever so slightly to be this quiet tenderness that doesn't shrink when it's tender, when it's, when it's difficult, karuna, compassion. The third one I want to talk about today, which is friendliness, which doesn't get all excited and greedy, but stays really open and tender when things are going beautifully, in the face of joy, happiness. The fourth one is, the, is like the grandparent of the whole thing, which is the equanimity practice of being able to hold all the joys, all the sorrows, all the ups, all the downs, all the in-betweens with friendliness, keeping the big picture in mind so that there's a steadiness to the whole thing. So today, anyway, I'm going to talk about mudita, joy practice, joy itself. So it's not just joy, the experiences of joy. It's This is a relational practice and it's about connecting and being open sensitive, careful, caring with each other, with others. So it's not your own private joy bubble experience, but sharing of that, connecting with that, through that. Believe it or not, and you may already believe this or know this to be true, it would seem superficially that that would be the easiest way to connect with people, to be happy and have a good time together. And we do do that. But when we um, experience somebody else's joy, it's actually harder to connect with them and be happy about it than it is when they're having a hard time. I think it's a survival tactic of our species. When we hear about tragedy, or we hear about somebody you know just had some horrible news or something, oh, we kind of like, oh, we suddenly care about them. I think we need to care about them. You know, we hold each other up when it's hard. But when we hear, guess what? Somebody's just won a million dollars. I'd have liked that. <laughs> we're kind of really happy for them. We're really, we really are happy for them. But we often aren't thrilled with them, for them. It's, it, uh, is that true? You know, there is easily a sense of, what about me in there with that? But when somebody's just, we just heard some difficult thing, we often don't go, like, oh, what about me? Is <laughs> 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 more likely the near enemy to arise. So to access appreciative or empathetic joy, which is what mudita means, there are different ways of accessing it. One of the traditional, I would say this, one of the ways the Buddha described um, gave us a simile for the experience of these different brahma-viharas, these different states, was equating metta, the first one, of being the mother. Of course, I was a midwife, so I use these kinds of similes fairly frequently. But nevertheless, I, um, just a simile. But the mother with the new baby. 
it's like tender, protective. It's even in the chant that we chant about metta, you know, the, the pure, pure, absolute, just care for whatever is going on, completely unconditionally, whether they're screaming all night or not, just really there caring. Metta. M- uh, karuna, the second one, is caring for the toddler you know, who keeps falling down and getting all freaked out about things, stubbing their toe and bursting into tears like the world has come to an end. And you know it's just a toe and you know the world hasn't come to an end, but you still really feel for this little one who's so upset. You know it's a big conniption and you know it will pass, but the tenderness is totally tender. It doesn't distress you because you know the world hasn't ended, so you're not brought into the misery zone with them, but the tenderness is hugely there and hugely empathetic, understanding their plight. That's a a simile for Karuna. Well, a simile for Mudita is this child of yours has now become a teenager and they've come home and they've just won a race or they've just got some award, they've just achieved their master's degree, whatever. They won't have as a teenager, but they've achieved something. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) And you're really happy with them. It's their achievement, it isn't yours. They're just like delighted and uplifted and proud and you just really feel it and you're excited and it brings you joy. Their happiness is your happiness. And upeka is when they're an adult now and they're doing their thing and they're choosing their lifestyle and they're choosing their partners and they're doing things which you wouldn't necessarily have chosen for yourself, but you care about them and so that you're not controlling or getting anything and you love them anyway, whatever it is, even if it's a decision that you would never ever have made. You still care, whatever is going on. So it's just good similes, I think, useful similes. So we're at the teenage stage. Now to be able to use that as a practice, to access someone who's dear to you, who's happy, and have that touch you in a way that their happiness makes you happy, it's a beautiful practice. But for many of us, it doesn't completely make that happen. We can have some degree of, what about me? Or I'm really happy for you feeling, you know, so it's not necessarily the easiest way in for some of us. Some of you might be able to. Uh, And at times we do and can, and at other times we can't. So there are other ways to share happiness together and to feel the joy that's a shared joy rather than one's own individual kind of joy, because that's not mudita. Mudita is about expanding ourselves and connecting and caring for each other, not just for ourselves. Because all of the Brahma-viharas, as we're mentioning in our various ways, are actually practices of expanding ourselves from the separate individual to the mutual, to the shared, which is the, the deep perspective of our freedom mind isn't an isolated state, it's the very opposite. It's a state of connection, of mergedness, of oneness, of where all is everything and the individual is is simply a concept, an isolating, unpleasant experience. So practicing is moving us in this direction of connection. So um, there are some ways which, um, and I'll, I'll suggest a couple and guide us, to access joy and then shared joy, which is where it becomes mudita. So first an invitation for you to reflect for a moment. In thinking about this today, I just was thinking for myself, for instance, to to ask you this as I would ask myself, did ask myself, what are some of the occasions where I have experienced joy? 
in what kinds of situations are they where a joy rises for me? And in answering the question that I was asking myself this afternoon, frequently they include something shared. So for instance, I've been recently singing in a choir and it brings joy. And it's not just about me, it's about the harmony. You know, the doing this thing together. There's many things like that that we all do. We, some of us enjoy music, different kinds of music. Or you go to the symphony, or you go to a band, or you go and dance, or whatever it would be. It's about not just the music, it's about the sharing. And that you're sharing it with the people around you, not just you and that one performer, but when you're with a group of people, there's a, an elevation of that sense of shared joy. For instance, another, when I was thinking of this same thing, wasn't just necessarily what I've experienced, but I get a certain thrill, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one, judging by YouTube hits, when we see um, uh, shoal behavior, flock behavior, and the amazing miracle of the ability to be so in tune, to d- move as one. There's one of my favorite YouTube things, which is called Starling's on Otmore, and it's a, it's a murmuration of starlings doing their evening swirling thing, like, you know, 30,000 of them never crashing before they settle into their roost at night in this particular place in Oxfordshire in England. I am English. I do like things like that. And just the thrill of it, to see them do this extraordinary ballet together, but it's, it's not just the extraordinariness of it, it's the connection of it that so brings that sense of mudita joy. Um, so sh- shared experience that's uplifting can touch this. And you have your own ways of, ex- ex- um, of contacting and then experiencing your own forms of joy. Um, and then there are a couple of others which I'll refer to and one we're going to practice somewhat together is um, when we're generous, when there's some giving happening, giving meaning there's also some receiving happening, and when, our, when we're really in there, whichever end of the giving or receiving, it doesn't actually matter, there's something expanded about our experience. There's some mudita goes on with generosity, with the giving or receiving. Somebody brings, you know, if you eat a delicious meal, you might really like that meal. But if somebody's made it for you and given it to you, there's some extra mudita around that because of the giving part. Or if you've made a meal and then somebody's come and you're sharing it, to actually make it really nice and offer it has got that mudita. That's the quality, the sharing of that benefit of generosity. And then another one, which is the one I want us to work with today and share, is um, how joy arises um, out of um, being grateful. And it can be grateful for the simplest of things, but if we particularly are grateful for things that have happened to us because of other beings, because of being part of communities and whatever it may be, the receiving, which is part of giving, but being touched by the things that we're grateful for brings a sense of that mudita. So these are just some ways of ex- of describing it so that we can understand what this actually is. It isn't simply jo- being happy. It is being happy, it's beautiful, but it's this, it's the connecting that goes with that. So let's do a little practicing of this. <coughs>
settling in and feeling ourselves just in our bodies and present and comfortable. And aware of sitting in this big hall filled with so many of us. And just letting ourselves feel some of the connection of that we're not doing this together. And if we were, if you were in your own room and this was a videotape or something, it would not have the same energies, the same support, the same encouragement, the same field of doing this together with all these other people. So letting yourself be touched by, affected by this shared experience being in this retreat together. Sensing each other here. All doing the best we can, keeping going. Dealing with whatever it is we're dealing with. So tuning into that sense of friendliness between us, safety, mutual respect, appreciation, whatever it is you feel. Just a sense of friendliness among us. And then reflecting and knowing that sometimes right now for some of us, sometimes in the recent past or coming up in our lives as we keep going, there have been and will be and may be right now struggles, challenges, sadnesses, loss. Bad news heartbreak, pains of different kinds for ourselves but for everyone here. We don't know most of us the content of people's lives, the stories. We the teachers hear quite a few of them. So I can tell you that there are, there's a whole room full of difficulties past and present, sitting here. Of tiredness. And sadness. And let ourselves care for each other because we know we're vulnerable and it's hard sometimes dealing with all these ups and downs that we have to face as human beings. So feeling that sense of karuna, of compassion for those situations and times and those people, all of us right here, who struggle, have to bear it. We're in it together and it's not always so easy. And then also knowing that right here, right now, and in the past, and in the future, there have also been 
and are moments of beauty and moments of joy, moments of happiness when things are going swimmingly, when it's sweet or it's harmonious or it's easy for a while. Successes happen. Things to celebrate in life occur, are occurring, have occurred for you and for everyone here, and will. Celebration, things to be happy about. Life goes up and life goes down and life goes steadily along for all of us. that we're all subject to and we all have to deal with and get raised up and get dropped down as we go on this journey together. So let's take a few moments now and let's call up for ourselves some of the things which we really know that make us feel grateful. our good fortune. First of all, I would say, sitting right here, having been fed a delicious lunch in a room that's not too hot, that's not too cold, which doesn't have bugs in it, where the floor is clean and kept clean, where it's peaceful, where everyone sharing this room is friendly, is something to be grateful for. What a blessing to be able to sit here with all this time we've managed to find for ourselves. And we've managed to find this time and it took us some energy and some planning and organizing, but it took some other people to carry on where we had to leave our, other, or leave our post so we could come on retreat. Whether it's taking care of feeding the, the dog or watering the plants or answering the emails in our absence, but there are people stepping up so we can step back for a while for these days. That's definitely something to be grateful for. The exchanging that goes on where people take on a burden for a while and then someone else has a turn and then someone else can rest up. The way we cooperate like this. And the way we know to cooperate this way and the way we willingly cooperate, we take our turn we go visiting the, the person in the hospital who needs visiting and we show up and take our turn and then someone else takes their turn. This dance of various ways of, of being kind to each other is shared and it's something we can be grateful for, knowing how to do that. Having been taught by our parents, our various teachers, how to share responsibility. 
much gratitude. Then there are things like living in this part of the world, which of course there are the stories and the nightmares and the violence and the times where the systems break down, but on the whole, they're obvious because on the whole, it all works relatively smoothly in this land. We all keep on the one side of the road. I don't know if you've driven in other places, but many, many years ago in Delhi, I was amazed that there was about 20 lanes of traffic all going in different directions, all down one road. Chaos. Here, we step around each other if we're coming on a narrow pathway. We can harmoniously flow along in some kind of organized way that doesn't distress and disturb each other. We have incredible systems like um, garbage pickup and street sweeping and the recycling systems, that massive systems that just keep along, keep everything flowing along. The delivery of goods. So you go to somewhere and they're there. I was in Cuba in 1994 and there was one pair of shoes in a shoe shop. Their system of delivery wasn't working so well. There was massive boycotts and collapses. We take so much for granted, but we could, in fact, be grateful. The support services available in this part of the world. The healers. The information about healing foods, supplements, therapies, activities. So blessed. We think about these things. How does that then make you feel? Can you feel how being grateful is soothing? Reassuring. Can you feel yourself being nourished by the riches that are available to us in this land? And then what about your particular circle of friends? and the support, the generosity, the honesty that you have encountered and continue to encounter, the support you receive, however you receive it. In ways that help you, hold you, see you. show you. To be able to have some degree of trust. So we think some of these thoughts and then I want you to take from the thoughts how it actually affects your system. How does it affect the way you 
hold tension in your body or your face. Do you feel a softening inside you when you feel grateful for something? Can you? The impact on your system of a certain kind of thinking so you can know it, know the effect, the benefit on you. It can be measured in brain scans and electrodes, but we can actually feel for ourselves, sense the nourishing effect or the softening or the calming effect of some kinds of thinking like being grateful. We can be grateful for our ability to share what we have to share in the way of supporting or helping or guiding or giving to other people. In what ways have you or do you offer your support to people, another And what's that feel like for you? Isn't that a blessing to be able to be helpful? To be encouraging. It brings a certain, a certain, mm, brings gratitude for the opportunity that you have something that you can share that's actually beneficial. It's a beautiful feeling. Think about it and then go from the thoughts into your experience of how you're actually touched by that kind of thinking. combination of gratitude and generosity. And now let's think of some other blessing in your life. How about the blessing of your particular level of health. And for even those of us who may have some ill health, some limits to our abilities physically, that's a small piece of an overall healthy body. These bodies are unbelievably miraculous. Fighting off infection all the time and digesting food and turning it into energy and growth and new cells and healing over the little cuts or abrasions on the skin and growing our hair longer. Extraordinary bodies on so many levels that we don't appreciate that are doing what they're doing 
There are 640,000 miles of blood vessels in your body. I think it goes around the equator three and a half times, I seem to remember from my anatomy days. We totally take that for granted that that's actually doing what it's doing. It's doing it every time your heart beats. Incredible. And the way the muscles attached to the ligaments, attached to the bones, at the, all the hinges of all the joints and move this whole mass of bones and flesh and liquid and skin wherever we want it to go. We think, I want to go over there and we find ourselves over there. This miraculous thing called a coordinated body. Drawing in energy with every breath. Feeling sensitive. These bodies move us, they nourish us, they carry us around but they receive, they're incredibly exquisitely sensitive being in this body which is so able to perceive what's going on around it. Receive all kinds of subtle information. The the delicacy of our senses to have ears which can hear whispers and squeaks and sounds and whole range of sounds and music, many sounds playing harmoniously all together. Incredible to have these ears. And what about these eyes? Even if they're getting older and need a little assistance with different lenses, just the eye. Unbelievable to have eyes, to see light and shade and subtle colors and smiling faces and sunsets. We're so blessed to have, it's miraculous, I've seen babies being born over and over again perfect babies coming out. Occasionally there's something that's not so perfect. does happen, of course, this is the material world. But the proportion of bodies, little babies' bodies, all developed perfectly. It's extraordinary. Miraculous. That they learn to walk and they all do it so well and then we get to be graceful and coordinated It's amazing. Let's be grateful for what we have. These exquisite bodies. These tender, empathetic hearts. Let's not take them for granted. And then I'd like us to be grateful for the fact that we human beings, us all here, you yourself and everyone around and everywhere in the world, we have this capacity with these hands to be helpful. I love thinking of this. 
right now in the world there are billions of hands doing something kind to somebody else. There is uh, hands holding hands. There's hands soothing people, soothing a brow, patting, you know, holding a hand and patting the top of that hand for reassurance. Or hands stroking or patting the middle of the back, you know, how we do, we cheer people on or we congratulate people by slapping them on the back like that. Yay! There are millions of those acts going on right right this very second in the world. How about hands waving, greeting, hello, goodbye. That extending of the, of the caring outwards across a distance that way. Or clapping, how hands clap. We would, apparently, according to the sociologists, people who study these kinds of things, if we could, we would touch the person who we're clapping for but we're far enough away that we can't actually slap them on the back or touch them to show them we care, so we clap instead so they can hear that we're appreciating them, seeing them, happy for them, or grateful, whatever we're clapping about. And then the the hands and the arms which are carrying people and holding people up and supporting them, an arm around somebody or an arm around a waist or a baby on a hip. By the millions, right now, and we all know how to do that, somebody trips over and we reach out and grab a hand. Beautiful ability and activity that we all share. Hugging, good old hugging. to be grateful for having this possible way of expressing ourselves and connecting with each other brings a certain joy to my heart anyway. What else do you have in your life Blessings that you can count as blessings in ways you know you're blessed. Sometimes we're blessed by having certain capacities or abilities we didn't know we had. We're just born. Some people are born with a perfect pitch or runner's legs or acute intelligence. happy heart. What are your blessings that you naturally were born with, that you, you just are able to uh, enjoy? And be grateful for it not to anyone for anything, just just appreciative, not taking for granted your gifts. 
And then how about being grateful for yourself for having grown some skill or having you know, dealt with some kind of challenge and learned something in some way that you've grown or gained or learned or developed by your own efforts, often with each other's, you know, with, with company or support or encouragement or teaching, but is there a way or are there ways that you can feel grateful for your for your um, conscientiousness, your diligence. Which could include patience and courage and enthusiasm. But you yourself know that you've worked at something and you've made it through somehow in some way and gained some stature in some way stood strong on your principles in some way that took some effort. And you can actually appreciate this about you. That you had the gumption and the fortitude and the conviction to apply yourself in whatever way it was. These don't necessarily have to be big achievements that actually anyone else needs to know about. But qualities to be grateful for, to have learned. And then always to remember, this is so important, to be able to be grateful for your good conscience, for the beautiful part of you, which, for instance, encouraged you to come on retreat, is what keeps you going in retreat, what allows you to be with and face and hold tenderly all the parts of yourself. the beautiful parts, the rowdy parts, the sad parts, the doubting parts, that quality that our good conscience the noble part of ourselves to have access to it is such an incredible blessing and so easy to fall short and to to do the things which we end up regretting to some extent, but instead to actually make wise choices and to go the extra mile, or whatever it is, that, however it manifests, but that nobility inside every one of us that really cares for a, a really good life, a really honest level of communication. that really doesn't want to cause pain anymore. To have this beautiful, noble aspect of ourselves, in, to be in touch with it. How many people do we know or in our past who just didn't know any better? They couldn't grow. 
So we're in denial or in some kind of rut, stuck in fear or something. Let's really be grateful for our good conscience, for our motivation. And then, of course, our incredible good fortune to have some of these beautiful teachings, to be in a time when they're available and we've been able to make ourselves available, some of these practices. Blessings indeed. So feeling the effect when you think such thoughts, feel how that actually affects you. How does it make you feel to be grateful? Can you feel that sense of expanding and lightness and happiness or whatever it may be in your own heart, your own heart-mind? to feel uplifted, to feel buoyed up. The opposite of depressed or collapsed. Can you feel that? Can you actually experience some of what that does inside? Do you feel like there's a little more uh, wind under your wings? when you think such thoughts. And now let's just take a moment from gratitude to just see what, if for you, in case this is the case for you, what kind of flock vision you've seen that has brought you that sense of mudita, Starling swirling, herring balls all swimming together. Sandpipers running along the beach, all like one, whole one flock, moving in unison, flying and swifting and turning in unison, incredible. And the feeling of mudita, for that sensitivity and connection. What do you have in your experience in your life that brings that mutual sense of shared joy? Remember it, but then experience it. See if it touches you and you can feel that delight. Let yourself feel that feeling, nourished by such a feeling. And knowing we're all sitting here quietly, but in this one room together, tuning in all the same way, let's share with each other these feelings of appreciation.
appreciative joy, connected, friendly joy, friendly well-being or uplift. Because truly anything any one of us is feeling, experiencing inside whatever state we're in, isn't contained by anything. It isn't just ours. It is a field of energy that we are in. And so this whole room is like one great big field. And when we've all, like this, in a guided session, been somewhat connected, we're all feeling similarly. A room full of mudita. Be wary that the word joy doesn't have to connotate extreme ecstasy and massive thrill. It can be low-key and sweet. May I share my well-being with you. And whenever you have well-being, may that make me happy. May we celebrate each other's well-being. May we share our own with each other. Knowing that, of course, we all want to feel peaceful, want to feel uplifted, connected, friendly, together. Even when we're quietly on our own walking along the beach. We don't want to not belong and feel cut off. So may my happiness be my gift to you. May your happiness continue and may it grow. My happiness is your happiness. Your happiness is my happiness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.